0: Now, don't go away because next on CBS Radio's Comedy Time are those two zany characters of many characters, Bob and Ray. And now, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bob and Ray Show for another week and a real happy day it is here in our studio. All the cast have gathered because uh, this marks the end Hello. of Webley uh, Webster's well, suspension. You remember a few weeks ago yep. he corrected us. and uh, <laughs> uh, Although we appreciated it at the moment, we thought that maybe for discipline purposes he needed a few so, days. Well, suspension. Speak right up when they talk to you and don't correct them. Hi again, everybody, and Bob and Ray, it's a pleasure to be off the stretch, I didn't know how much that missed the show, Well, and uh, let me assure you that uh, I will do nothing to irritate you again. Well, I guess you've learned your lesson, in other words, but uh, all of that is forgotten now. You're back in our good graces, and all of the rest of you, I think, probably have learned a lesson too, haven't you? Hmm? Yes, I do. Yes. Well, uh uh, I've had a note from so many of my friends wondering if, uh, now that my suspension has been lifted, uh, if it would be possible for me to sit down at the huge, barbarae console room and present my favorite rendition of Jellicoe. Well, I guess this is time for us to spring a little surprise on you, Webb, because Ray and I were talking about this very thing this morning. Ray, you Okay. What's it, is you going of to a, the you Yes, sir. You're, you're receiving a promotion today. Here, oh, yeah, oh, behind this oh, curtain, oh, is the great Bob and Ray console Organ. There, world there. And you are to be the official organist for the program until such time as we see fit for the movies, as I do. Well, I hope you never do. Well, I'm going to go over now and see you All right. Would you introduce me? You want a song now? Yeah, well, yeah. Jealousy. Sure, we want as Jealousy. Welcome you back to the ranks. Here is Webley Webster at the console to play Jealousy. Wonderful web, and uh, we certainly... (laughs) Well, happy to have you back in the ranks as our primary organist, and we'll be looking forward to more renditions from you in the future. Well, uh, wait a minute. That's just the doctor? I know, but we're very tight for time this evening, and uh, we'll have to conclude that number oh. some later today, I guess. Gee, well, I better not say anything no, right. front of the jar. That's right. I think we're going to be happy with you a lot, as it is. Certainly nice. Well, anyway, uh, maybe next week sometime or this week I can fire down. Sure, sure. There's always other days. Wonderful. 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 Go back to your seat now and sit down and enjoy the rest of the day. Congratulations, well, I oh, have a tiger. Yes. Yeah. Well. How are you, Harry? Well, I picked up a small cold from standing around all the water up there. Oh, at the fire. Yeah. yeah. So I think I. The check came through, and I think I was going to Wing West. All oh, the insurance money that came yes. out right away, huh? You know? boy. So oh, well, you're going to have a little extended vacation. Right? Well, I think if I can shake this, the sun. Uh-huh. Good for yeah. sure
1: you.
0: Sure to take on your Columbia stereophonic uh, phonograph, won't you?
1: What's that? Yeah, this tells all about it. My <laughs> partners, I'm going to explain the difference between ordinary stereo phonographs and Columbia Stereo One. Listen to an all well on ordinary stereo. Now listen to it on Columbia Stereo 1. Man, there's a radio thousand barrel a day sound. The difference is Columbia's stupendous stereo projection, not just a couple of speakers shooting in different directions. Columbia gives you the real thing. fills every inch of the room with all the sound and feeling of a live performance. And I mean a Texas sized room. Man, ain't that the prettiest money making sound? I, I mean uh, get down to your Columbia phonograph dealer and ask. Demand to hear stereo won by Columbia. Why, they start as low as thirty nine ninety five for portables, hundred and twenty nine ninety five for consoles. Somebody count that well. We're losing a fortune.
0: And now, as a sustaining feature of the Bob and Ray show, we bring you another episode of One Color's Family. Today's episode, entitled Prowlers Upstairs, is taken from book CLVII chapter IXIII. It's Shortly after at 9 p.m. in the evening, as we find mother and father sitting in the den downstairs, father is reading the newspaper. And mother is standing just inside the door. We hear, Yes. She yes? here where they've they've noted there's prowlers in the neighborhood again. Well, I saw that in the paper too. Yes. They were seen over at the Watsons' house just last week. Really? Yes. The Watsons were away and they didn't even tell the newsboys not to deliver papers. Yes. The milkman kept coming too. I mean, they broadcast the fact that they were going to be away. Yeah, the weather's turned cold. Just oh, yeah. a while uh, back, and yes, I've Just uh, I mean like the. Uh, like so, they've some of this furniture out. They're pretty old, good I do not see any good brooches, or diamonds, or anything. Like that. Forecasters for good weather tomorrow, though. Yes. Do you have the radio on? Miss Harris. Uh, what's that, Betty? Mm. Do you have the radio on? No, no. Father, radio is in the kitchen. Father, I heard voices. Yeah. Now we we'll yeah. mm. oh, You're hearing things, Betty. Yeah, now that dog I heard, whose dog is that? It's the anyway? Watson's watchdog. Well, a fine watchdog yes. he is to have their house. Branson. What's that, Betty? I said he must be a poor watchdog. Do it, Watson's not a watchdog. Why? Well, Watson's dog. I in thought the way. you said that that yeah. they a yeah. watchdog. You know, I believe that I hear powers upstairs in our own house. See, well, it stands to reason, if they get the Watsons, they'd get us next. Mm. Here, see here, where the mm. where the dentists are going to have a convention in town this month. They uh, they were here a few years ago, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of it, too. They have a good time. Well, you know, it's like the old joke. They like to get away because they're down in the mouth so much. <laughs> penny, penny, penny. I think I read that in one of those magazines. The joke sent in. The person got $5. Yeah. Yeah. Did you drop something, penny? No. No, I think it's getting... Well, I'm going to for, a or I'll meet the Time for me to go, uh, go to bed, I believe. Yes, yes, Well, I believe I'll stay up and read a little longer. Well, be sure uh-huh. now and uh, and uh, put out the lights. You before. want me cupcake? Yeah. Oh, oh, you come I upstairs. All right. Get off the coffee right out. Awesome. Leave the light on. I oh, will. Just yes. hope that, uh, that we don't have any problem with... Uh, Prowler's Upstairs. Yes. You've been listening to One Fellow's Family, brought to you as a sustaining feature on the Bob and Ray Show. Today's episode, entitled Prowler's Upstairs, was taken from book CLVII, chapter IX, IIII. One Fellow's Family is written and produced by T. Wilson Messy. This is a Messy production. A guest for today is already here on stage with us, and uh, he's attired uh, in uh, a leotard, I, g- I guess you'd call it. Uh, these uh, are skin-tight pants, not a leotard, Mr. Goulding. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. George Sorfer of Dales Inlet. Now, would you explain to our audience uh, why you're wearing, uh, or what you're wearing? Well, I'm wearing a tunic over these skin-tight pants. And I see a good many layers of clothing under the tunic. Yes, Anytime time you ice skate to Russia, you'd better be dressed for it. I see. As you'll notice, I'm wearing uh, three sweaters under the tunic, and I got them a size too large. Well, what's the idea behind that, Mr. Sorper? Well, the idea behind loose clothing is to trap the air in between the garments so it can circulate. Well, now, would the uh, circulating air be warmed by body temperatures? That and... I'm counting on You can't see it, but underneath the sweaters, I'm wearing a vest. And underneath that, four shirts. Uh And uh, that about covers the garments on top. Now, I plan to wear six pairs of heavy woolen socks, all very loose. Uh, That's employing the same principle as the sweaters? That's right, air circulation. Well, will you be able to get your skates on over all those socks? Well, I'll be wearing a pair of skates much larger than the size I usually Mm -hmm. use, but the large size skates won't be worn for purposes of air circulation. I'll need them because of all the socks I'll be wearing. And uh, how about headgear? Are you going to wear more than one hat? I feel that taking unnecessary equipment on a trip is foolish. Mm -hmm. That was one of the troubles with the Lewis and Clark expedition. Too much equipment. So uh, you'll be wearing one hat then? Right, an old army campaign hat, cinched under my neck with the string on it. How about gloves? Mittens. Uh One pair there, too. You can't beat mittens for warmth and practicality. Well, I hope you remember that when you pick up a road map, Mr. (laughs) Soper. I will. (laughs) Incidentally, uh, what kind of skates are you going to use on this trip? Well, I left to skate across the Bering Straits to Siberia, so I decided against using races. I'm using the conventional sturdy uh, hockey skate. Oh, well, the kind the goalies wear. Yes, yeah, right. And uh, how are you going to uh, get up to Alaska in the Bering Straits, Mr. I'm flying up by trans-cold airways, airway of a long, frigid night. Well, now, what's the weight of all that gear you intend to wear? About uh, 430 pounds. Well, I certainly hope you don't hit a soft spot in the ice somewhere in the Bering Strait, sir. And... I hope not, now, sir, uh, Why are you skating to Russia? I have relatives, there. Eh? Well, thank you very much for being with us, Mr. Soffer, thereby giving us an opportunity to study you firsthand. We have a minute or so here today to remind you uh, folks in high schools and colleges that uh, Natalie Attired will be around this week to say another college or high school song, depending on what... Letter is chosen from the voluminous mail we expect to be received. look <laughs> like she is rather tall. Hardly enough. Quite a few people have asked us that. She's taller than you'd think by hearing. She's it. older than I am. I say don't know the About the same She's age. Safe, pretty near the same age. Right? Uh, Mary, uh, your stockings are, are slipping. I'm not wearing, I'm not wearing any your stockings. stockings. No, I, I didn't think so. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so you get a letter to us and uh, include your college or high school song, and we'll try to have Natalie do it on a future. Day. Where does Natalie uh, live, uh, Bob? Lives right here in town. She does. Mm-hmm. Does she go away at all, or does she travel with? Well, yes, the... she did travel, singing songs around the country for quite a while. Is the fellow who plays the drum is he a relative or just is... a musician? No, no he's uh, just uh, a musician. Picked up, picked up this. musician. Is that so? Well, I was curious. Now, I know a lot of my friends I used to have up in Maine wondered about that. What, the similarity in the uh, sound? Well, wondered about her. They oh, yeah. That, uh, she sounded like she's mm. oh, I'd say she's a good uh, six feet six, wouldn't you, Joe? Yeah. Oh, easy, easy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's very tall, the lady. Uh, would you move over, Mary? I think Ray is going to say something. Yeah, excuse in me. One second. <laughs> Uh, we'll have the voice of the mystery celebrity in just ten seconds. And tomorrow's mystery celebrity voice is this. This is Bing Crosby. And until tomorrow, this is Ray Goulding reminding you all to right if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your phone. CBS Radio Network. Your.